With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening and blessings and welcome to another installment of the Gist of Freedom Estate. This show is produced by acclaimed historian, educator, and author Leslie Gist and serves as our weekly live online discussion to celebrate the African-American experience by honoring all the people past and present black and white who with faith and focus are preserving our rich history through literature, the arts, the skilled trades, and the humanities. Thank you for joining us tonight, and we'd love you to be a part of tonight's discussion by calling in with your comments or questions to 347-324-5552. Okay, this is Leslie Giss, and you listen to the Gist of Freedom. You can uh, listen to the archive show at www.blackhistoryuniversity.com, and that's on iTunes and on Blog Talk Radio at www.blackhistoryuniversity.com blog.com. Mr. Sikorsky, are you on the line? Yes, I am. Thank you, Leslie. Great. It was awesome meeting you a few weeks back. Can you just tell the audience who you are and how we met? Uh, My name is Joe Sikorsky, and I am an independent filmmaker, and we just finished a documentary called Tower to the People, Tesla's Dream at Wardenclyffe Continues. And it's a documentary about Nikola Tesla's uh, time at Wardenclyffe, which is on Long Island, from a mysterious tower. He wanted to try to give free wireless energy to the whole world. So we did a documentary about that, and I was uh, fortunate enough to meet you uh, before the show in Long Island for Tesla's birthday. Wonderful. It was his birthday. Tell the audience uh, his birthday. Let's give a brief bio about Tesla and his birthday and, you know, uh, well, Tesla's birthday was uh, July 10th, uh, born in 18... Uh, this was his 159th birthday. So um, mm-hmm. most people never even heard of Nikola Tesla because they go through the school system uh, not learning about Tesla, but they learn about other people that uh, did inventions that really Tesla deserved the credit for, you know, like Marconi and Edison. Um, so most people don't know what he did, but he did uh, bring us... Uh, alternate current power, which is the power we use today. He created the motor, the induction motor, which is, uh, at the time, was thought impossible. So he brought that to the world and basically brought us into the modern age. He invented everything but never got credit for it for things like radar, um, remote control, robotics, radio, uh, so many different things, x-rays, all these things that he never got a patent for and was really uh, taken advantage of. And um, sadly, uh, he died penniless uh, in, in 1943 and um, really nearly forgotten. So that was another reason why we wanted to uh, make this documentary and try to uh, tell people who Nikola Tesla was and talk about his sacrifice because he made a big sacrifice early on. 
Right. Now, what's exciting to me, and I, I, I taught electronics for nearly 20 years, and one of the stories that excited my high school students the most was the story, the rivalry between Edison and uh, Tesla and the elephant. Can you tell uh-huh. the audience more about the sure. elephant? Sure. Well, Tesla came to uh, the United States to work with Thomas Edison, and uh, Thomas Edison had had his DC power was just not a, an efficient system for electricity. Uh, for DC power, you couldn't regulate the power. So if the if the power was too low on one end, it wouldn't light the stuff at the other end. If it was too high at one end, it would blow the stuff out. So it was not very efficient. So Tesla had uh, invented this whole polyphase system, which was far superior. But Edison had too much money invented in direct current electricity, so he didn't want anything to do with it. Uh, so what, it became known as the War of the Currents. Um, Tesla first was promised $50,000 to uh, make uh, Edison's inefficient uh, dynamos more efficient. And when he finished making them uh, more efficient, he went to collect his $50,000, and Edison famously said, well, uh, apparently you don't understand our American sense of humor. And Tesla basically resigned at that point. When he resigned, he teamed up with George Westinghouse, and they were trying to make alternate current the standard, uh, as opposed to DC, because if Edison would have won with DC, only only the very wealthy would be able to afford electricity, because you needed a power plant every half mile, and you needed copper cable that was about a foot in in diameter to uh, to carry the signal. So it was something that only the very wealthy people were going to be able to use. So Westinghouse saw the value of what Tesla was doing, and it became known as the War of the Currents. And they were competing. And one way they were, while they were competing, Edison said, well, alternate current is very dangerous. And we're going to prove this by electrocuting animals uh, to show how dangerous it is. So he would light, uh, he would electrocute animals in the public square, dogs, cats, uh, even a person. Because the whole birth of the electric chair, really, uh, they, uh, New York State had gone to Edison and said, we want to make a more uh, a more humane way to execute people. And Edison said, well, why don't you use Tesla's Westinghouse uh, alternate current to do it? So uh, that's actually the way the, uh, the electric chair was born. But also uh, throughout this uh, process, uh, one of the things, one of the dramatic things they did was they electrified an elephant uh, that had... Uh, apparently uh, killed his trainer because the trainer was abusing it. But um, Edison used alternate current power to electrify uh, and, and kill this elephant in, uh, at, uh, oh, what was it called, on Coney Island. And, um, you know, it, it was very impactful. You could actually see the footage of it, which is very horrifying to look at. It's actually online if you uh, if you Google it. Uh, but it was all known as the War of the Currents, and it was all uh, moot for, for uh, Edison because in the end, people still saw that alternate current could be harnessed and uh, affordable for the masses, and uh, Nikola Tesla won the, the War of the Currents. I'm glad you mentioned Coney Island because I have a good friend who did research on a, a black inventor by the name of Granville T. Woods. Are you familiar with Granville T. Woods? I'm not. I'm not. Please tell okay. me more. Well, on Coney Island, he was one of the. Um, well, he he invented the um, 
the the roller coaster. Oh wow! Yes, and they have a um a marker there and everything. And my friend David L. Head was very instrumental in making sure that Glenville T. Woods was recognized for um, for that Coney Island um, roller coaster. There's another person that deserves a documentary. Yes, and he also um, they're working on it, but you know he's he is an MTA um, retiree. He he worked for the MTA. He was a bus driver for many years. And uh, he was able to get uh, the MTA to recognize Granville T. Woods because he also invented the third rail. Oh, um, wow. So um, you have to look up Granville T. Woods, and I'm pretty sure there's a Tesla connection because they both were involved with wireless technology. Wow. Um, and the, the, and the third rail would run on the alternate current, too. So Right. And he was sued um, by Thomas Edison twice, and oh. he won both times. Um, and uh, so Granville T. Woods, we want to give homage and honors to him as um, an inventor as well. And hopefully you'll look into it. We'll talk more about it after the show. But Absolutely. your documentary, your documentary, um, let's talk about the one-woman crusader. Uh, could you tell the audience about her? I- I'm sorry, Leslie, could you repeat the question? The one-woman crusader, the laboratory Oh, oh, Jane Alcorn, the the, the president of uh, the Tesla Science Center, Jane Alcorn? Yes. 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 She has been on a quest for the last 20 years to try Mm -hmm. to save this property because uh, after uh, Tesla's lab failed, and it was basically shut down because of corporate greed, mostly by J.P. Morgan, but um, afterwards the property was still there and deteriorating, and... Uh, she felt that it should be saved because it's a historic landmark and turned into a, a science uh, museum. Uh, sadly, most people didn't even know who Tesla was, so they didn't see the value in, in preserving his property. But, um, you know, after a long journey, that ultimately uh, ended with uh, an Internet campaign started by a, an Internet comic known as The Oatmeal. His name is Matthew Inman. started a crowdfunding campaign and... Uh, basically connected people from all over the world who contributed, you know, a few dollars here, a few dollars there, and they were able to raise the money to uh, to save this property from the wrecking ball. One of the highlights in the film that I remember the most is how throughout um, these years of trying to preserve this building, she was able to solicit different financiers and tell us about the one who had uh, promised to give her, I think, a million dollars or so. But there's a couple of uh, different uh, different ones. The first mm-hmm. was uh, there was a congressman that had secured a grant for $800,000, which was half the price of the property. But there was a catch to it, and the catch was it was a matching grant. So they had to come up with the other $800,000 before that money could be released. And that's where the uh, the crowdfunding campaign came in. Um, there were other, other times that... Uh, Someone you know I mean? died. There was a gentleman who died right well, that, before. Yeah, that was actually that was our story. That part of our story because we had uh, we had made uh, or we were making uh, a film called Fragments from Olympus, which was a narrative feature about Tesla. We got mm-hmm. it uh, funded. We got a letter of uh, commitment for the funding, and uh, we were going to give one million dollars out of that funding from the movie to the Tesla Science Center so they could purchase the property. 
um, we talked to our investor and we said, look, this is, uh, we'll be able to shoot there on location and you'll be able to be, do, you know, philanthropically it will be great because you'll be saving this piece of property uh, that is associated with Tesla. And they had agreed with it. Um, but sadly, uh, our investor had uh, had a stroke right after our letter was signed and it put the whole deal uh, sadly in limbo and I mean very more sad for their family but uh, you know the deal ended up not going through and at the same time there was a buyer who wanted to buy Wardenclyffe so um, it was a very very trying time and the property almost uh, you know was turned into a strip mall if it wasn't for uh, you know an internet comic and and the whole world basically rallying to save the property it would have never never happened Wow. Yeah, that that's fascinating, but that's how life is into the roller coaster. It's a roller coaster, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Very now, well what, yeah, what I was what I wanted to talk about next was I was fascinated by all the research that was done as far as those tunnels underneath the tower. Could you explain what the tower looks like and the logistics underneath it? Sure. Uh the tower was hundred and eighty seven feet tall and had a mushroom-shaped cupola on top, which was uh, sort of like a, a web of wire girders that made sort of a semicircle on top. And what Tesla had discovered from his research in Colorado Springs was he could send wireless power through the ground and light and power things through, through the ground itself. Um, in, in Colorado Springs, he had uh, lit light bulbs from three miles away through the ground, and using these techniques uh, based on resonance, he, he thought he would be able to do this from Wardenclyffe. So he built this giant tunnel, that, uh, this giant tower that was 187 feet tall, but it also went down into the ground another uh, 120 feet. And even below that, it went further into the ground. And um, he had talked about Tesla, a network of tunnels that honeycombed underneath the tower um, and the use of these tunnels there that's not really very known uh, there are theories about it um, Tesla was very secretive and kept a lot of his research in his head so a lot of people there, there's not a lot of uh, records with some of his uh, most important research but uh, the tunnels in one report were for drainage because they hit uh, water when they tried to go through the earth and it they would help with the drainage. But there was a more interesting theory that talked about the tunnels being uh, what they called resonance chambers where there were aquifers in there and that somehow uh, Tesla was going to uh, uh, use the aquifers uh, to accelerate his, uh, you know, his electricity going through the earth. So it's... Uh, you know, it, it is an unknown, and actually the tunnels themselves were unknown, but uh, we, for this documentary, we did a search using ground-penetrating radar, and we were able to find uh, what is most likely a tunnel that goes uh, 300 feet through the center of the tower shaft on both sides of it. So it does seem that the tunnels are there, um, and it would be interesting to, to try to learn and, and find out more about it. Now, there is a video on YouTube about these aquifers underneath the pyramids in Egypt. Have mm -hmm. you, uh, did you watch that video? Are you aware of that video? Um, I've heard of things like that, you know, and, and mm -hmm. Tesla had um, also figured out uh, 
certain uh, nodal points on the Earth which would be best for being on the receiving end of his tower. So Mm -hmm. he had his tower uh, on Long Island, but he wanted to put receiving towers all over the world. And he had calculated, you know, where these nodal points were, where the electricity would travel the best, uh, and he'd be able to pick up the best uh, system from it. So, um, you know, I... uh, Perhaps it's some similar technology to to that. We tried to stay uh, more with what we could document, mm-hmm. and uh, and a little, you know less from what you know potentially goes into the realm of you know uh, you know more um, supernatural or or mystical. But um, so you guys yeah. didn't visit Egypt or talk to any experts from Egypt about the pyramid and uh, anything we, like that. No, we didn't. We didn't do anything like that. We just, okay. um, you know, we we pretty much just kept to uh, you what know, you know uh, here, what we know, and 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 yeah, and I'm not saying that there, you know, there's something uh, that that theory is wrong or whatever. It's just that we just mm-hmm. stuck pretty much with, uh, you know, what we got from the writings and what we were able to extrapolate from there. Okay. Now, um, talking about water, we noticed that he built his labs both in Colorado and New York, um, around falls and, and, you know, the Niagara Falls. and mm-hmm. Could you tell us a little bit more? Well, actually, yeah, the uh, Niagara Falls was where the first hydroelectric plant using AC power was built, and it was built by Tesla and uh, uh, George Westinghouse, and that was a result of direct result of winning the War of the Currents. Edison had also built to... Uh, put a hydroelectric plant using DC current, and he lost that. So um, the uh, Tesla system, they used uh, the, the Niagara Falls to spin these giant turbines, which uh, uh, manufacture the electricity and then are sent via his polyphase system and uh, supplied the whole northeast uh, corridor. And in fact, they still uh, supply some of the uh, northeast corridor today. Not that particular plant, but the same method uh, mm. that he uses. And, uh, you know, he did, uh, there is some connection with water in other ways, too. I mean, he had done experiments with his tower at Long Island using salt water as a conductor and things like that. And, uh, you know, his next tower he wanted to do was in Scotland, which was, uh, you know, right on the coast. So that was also near water. So, um, you know, there's a lot of uh, unknowns about how his system was going to work. Uh, the earth resonance system that he uh, that he developed, but um, you know, water was definitely seemed to be uh, a part of it. And I'm I'm very curious about the water connection because I was born and raised, so was my father in Patterson, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And in Patterson, we had the historical um, Great Falls, and mm-hmm. Alexander Hamilton chose Patterson as uh, the new city, industrial city, to phase out. Uh, slave la- uh, manual labor, mm-hmm. so they wanted to use the falls. This was in the 1700s, probably mm-hmm. about 100 years prior to um, Tesla, and it never happened because, sim- similar to what J.P. Morgan did to Tesla, um, Hamilton had the same sort of type of enemies, and mm-hmm. Patterson never did become the Tesla of the world um, because of people like um, J.P. Morgan and, and the, um, you know, the financiers that run the country, the one percenters. Yeah. Um, are you familiar with Patterson, New Jersey, and the Great Falls? I I am not, sadly. I'm learning a lot, okay. though, on today's show that I'm going to look into. Yeah. I said there's a major connection there. And like I said, when we get off the air, 
I, I want to stay in touch with you for, for more reasons than one, but mm-hmm. I think your documentary is right on point. It's very educational. Um, it's a real story about real people. And I like documentaries and not movies because, you know, it's straight to the point. Mm-hmm. And um, any other things you want to talk about before we move on? Before we move on, let's give the audience your contact information and tell okay. them how they can purchase this video, your, your, well, your documentary. Right now you can pre-order it, and it's okay. um, through teslasdream.com. And uh, that's Tesla's Dream with Tesla with an S at the end, teslasdream.com, and that'll lead you to the Indiegogo campaign. Or you could search on Indiegogo for the uh, Tower to the People is the name of the film. So um, that's that's a way people can get it. And at the same time, you know, it helps us get the word out to who, you know, who Tesla is. At the same time, we're donating some money to the Tesla Science Center from it. So, uh, you know, by pre-ordering it, you can help them too. So it's a, you know, it's a good cause, and it's uh, it gets a very important story out because Tesla was a, a real humanitarian, and uh, you know one of the things he tried to do, I mean, at one point during the War of the Currents, Edison was bankrupting George Westinghouse, and George Westinghouse had made a deal with Tesla where he would get a royalty for every horsepower of electricity generated, and. Uh, Westinghouse said, you know, Nicola, we have to give up this fight against Edison. I'm, you know, I'm running out of money. I just can't do it anymore. And Tesla tore up his contract. He tore up this contract because he wanted humanity to be able to evolve into a modern world. And that contract would have been worth a billion dollars to him. And instead, he died penniless. Died penniless and nearly forgotten. So because of that sacrifice... Um, you know, that's, that's why we made this film and we want to show people all the things that he did, all the things that were stolen from him, how he was marginalized by, you know, the power brokers and the scientific community. And it's just a, you know, a very tragic story that has a somewhat happy ending because, you know, nearly a century later, the world united to, uh, to save his property and sort of vindicate his struggle. So that's, that's so true. That's the happy. Yes. I, I mean, he thought he would. Um, he wanted to help humanity. That's all Tesla wanted to do. And when mm-hmm. he invented the induction motor, he thought, now you know, this having this motor, it's going to cause humanity to evolve because now that's someone that doesn't have to plow a field because you have a motor, and now that person can go to school, and that we are going to evolve intellectually as you know, as as a people. And he was just a great. Uh, lover of peace and promoter of peace and um, and that it's very difficult to be like that and survive in the modern world that's you know run by powerful corporate people right now the Tesla car now this is amazing but within minutes of um, my husband and I arriving at your screening um, we ran into a couple who just won a Tesla car a few days earlier at Foxwoods Casino, oh and it was goodness. delivered. It was delivered to their home the very day that um, we went to the screening, and, and it was on Tesla's birthday. Wow! And that they is... were. It was not that amazing, and they showed me pictures of their car and how they, you know, how it was delivered, and him driving in the garage. And they didn't know it was Tesla's birthday. They just wanted to learn more about 
who Tesla was because they now have this $77,000 car in their garage. Can you talk a little bit about the car? Yeah, and you know, and, and that's sort of a little bit of the sad thing is that most people have heard of the car but have not heard of the inventor, which inspired the car. Um, but the car, Tesla uh, Motors, is, uh, you know, it's owned by Elon Musk, who also made a very generous donation to the Tesla Science Center. So he needs to be uh, acknowledged for that. Um, he built this car. It's an electric car, and it uses the induction motor, which Tesla, you know, uh, patented over a century ago. So he called it uh, his company, Tesla Motors, and it's a car that, uh, you know, is energy efficient. It, it runs on electricity. Um, you know, battery power, really efficient battery power, and uh, and it is. It's an homage to uh, Nikola Tesla. Um, of course, I, I you know I hope at some point the technology will evolve to make the cars affordable for you know the mass market because right now the the cars really are kind of expensive. But um, mm -hmm. you know, I guess I guess technology will will bring it down at some point. Well, they they just published a story that they're going to have open source technology. Um, okay. Instead of, you know, um, so you know the history of open source. That's like the Apple Mac computer versus IBM. IBM mm -hmm. was open open source, and it was great for the, the you know the world. Everybody was able to clone it. Mm -hmm. But you know, in, in one sense, it brought down businesses. You brought down the economy in this country because it was being cloned all over the world. So I don't know if you want to be selfish about the Tesla car, <laughs> but you said it was <laughs> now. Where is it manufactured? Uh, it's manufactured in um, in California. In, uh, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. pretty much very close to where Apple is located in mm -hmm. right, now, over there. Before we um, end this show, I want to know more about screenings, and we have two of my friends on the line. I want to talk to you and have a question okay. for you. Sure. Screenings. You have any upcoming ones? Uh, right now we're uh, we're working on it. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we were told uh, we Brookhaven Lab uh, had an interest to show it. Uh, some other places in Shoreham had an interest to show it. We've shown it already in Belgrade, um, wow. Serbia. Yeah, we've shown it in um, New York City, of course. Um, we've shown it in Toronto. Uh, so it's uh, you know we, we're we're getting it out there. I mean, it's an independent production. It's being distributed independently. Independently. Mm -hmm. Meaning, you know, I drive up with a projector and set it up and, right. and play it. <laughs> so, um, you know, until, uh, of course, if we get better distribution, we'll be, uh, you know, showing it in more theaters. But, you know, we've had uh, requests to show it in Chicago and and uh, and in Michigan and uh, San Francisco and, you know, all different what places. What about Cupertino? So, uh, you know, that actually... Uh, we, we might be showing it there, actually. There is a, oh. a, a person who uh, talked to us about that. You might even be coming to New Jersey. I want you to. I'm going to do everything I can to help you. I, I, I think every high school kid, especially if they're majoring in technology, you know, you know they have to see this film. Well, it, it should be mandatory. It should be part of the curriculum. Well, thank you so much for saying that. I mean, I really uh, that that is that blows me away. That is such a very nice compliment. I think. Um, it is very important that Tesla is in the curriculum somewhere, and if my film can be a part of that, then that is just terrific. Yes, well, in fact, there is a um, a woman that holds a a workshop at Montclair State University for teachers, his, history teachers, mm -hmm. 
And I'm going to give you her contact information, Stephanie Wilson. Okay. And she's the executive director of education in some regard. But um, before we um, open up the line, I want to thank you again, and we'll give out your contact information. And let's see if, if we have anyone online that wants to ask a question and just may want to listen. Okay. Hello. Okay. Can you hear me, Dr. Griffin? Yes, I can. Okay. You have a question for our friend Joseph Sikorsky? Yeah. Yeah. I... I um... Uh, came onto the show late, uh, and I appreciate Mr. Sikorsky for all of the information that he's bringing um, with this show. And I just wanted to clarify something in my mind about Tesla and about the financial arrangements uh, that uh, revolved around his inventions. Uh, mm-hmm. but, but am I correct in understanding that he was trying to make the energy sources that he created to be affordable? Absolutely. That was what the whole War of the Currents was about. Uh, Edison's DC current was just not efficient enough to be affordable. Uh, as I said earlier, you needed a copper cable that was like a foot in diameter, and you needed a power plant every half mile. So um, obviously the cost associated with that, with uh, bringing electricity to everybody, and forget about it, if you're out of a major metropolitan area, you would not get anything. Uh, Tesla's efficient, uh, efficient system was uh, the polyphase system, where you, he invented the, used the transformer to step up the power, so you can send it anywhere and then bring it down. So um, that was that part. And then with Wardenclyffe, he wanted to send free wireless energy to anywhere on the globe. So anybody with an antenna would have been able to receive this wireless energy from Tesla. And the, the story, uh, it's very sad, but J.P. Morgan, he had went to J.P. Morgan and said, look, our tower went over budget, but it's not just going to send messages. It's also going to send power. And uh, Morgan reportedly said, wireless, wireless energy, where do you put the meter? And mm-hmm. uh, what he meant by that is that, uh, you know, how are we going to charge for this? And uh, uh, that's when he stopped funding Warningcliffe Tower. So um, Tesla's uh, mission was always uh, to help humanity. It was always to um, send, uh, give people all over the globe access to technology. And, um, and again, it was, uh, you know, the, the corporate power players that have uh, you know, sadly set the, set the world back. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you, Dr. Griffin. All right. Thank you. Okay. All right. We thank have you. another caller on. Um, let's take this one. Hello? Hi, James. Hello. How are you? We're great. You have a question for Mr. Joseph Sikorsky? No, I have a statement. Okay, go ahead. Um, I really appreciate him bringing all that information to uh, to light, and um, it just reminds me of of all the things that I've been saying, and that is true. And it's like some of them I didn't even know about. Now I know about this. It's just another. Yeah. Another thing that uh wow You can write about you're a, you're a poet. And, you're a poet and hopefully yes. you can write a poem about this and we'll have you come on and share it. But I wanna well, thank you for I, your comments. I think I think all my points are like they co you know, they they handle everything. Not one specific sure thing do. but 
Thank you. Thank and it was you, a pleasure. Bye. Sorry that we had this time together. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Thanks, James. Okay, we have another caller on. Okay, 917, you have a lot of background music on. Uh, do you have a, a question or a comment or are you just listening? I'm going to try one more time to pat you in. 917. Okay. okay, I think you're just listening. I don't know how they can listen <laughs> with all that noise in the background. But I want to thank you, uh, Joseph, for coming on. And we have each other's number. And I want to do everything I can to bring your documentary to New Jersey and uh, especially, you know, technological schools and, and things of that nature. Thank you so much, Leslie. And thank you for making the trip up to see it. Oh, I had to. All right. So have a good night and let's stay in touch. Thank you so much, Leslie. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.